What's going on, everyone? This is the Dapper Villains Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Dana Bluen, and I am joined by Jay Such Dave. Jay, what's going on, brother? I'm very good, brother. How are you doing, man? I can't complain today. It's been a very good day. Yeah. Now, before we get good, into good, the show, good. we got an awesome guest. We have a very awesome guest, Mike Taylor, from um, from Franklin and uh, An- is it Franklin and Anthony? Franklin and Anthony, I'm sorry, I had a brain fart right there. Franklin and Anthony, before we get into it with Mike, do not forget to subscribe. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Instagram. You can find Dapper Villains everywhere. With that being said, let's jump right into it. Mike, thank you for taking the time to be here with us today from Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are things in Fort Worth? Uh, man, it right now, of course, I know you guys have been seeing the news, but it, it, it's kind of crazy, like yeah. it is all over the U.S., man, with, with all the protests and everything going on. So, uh, it's a little une- uneasy and unsettling, I guess, a little, uh, a little chaos going on, man. But yeah, yeah I mean, I guess it, it, it's life, man. It's part of life. It's sad to even say that, that it's part of life, but yeah, man, that's a little crazy right now. You got the rioting going on in the streets? Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of rioting, uh, uh, looting and things like that going on, man. So, mm. uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, you live in Fort Worth. You're an African-American gentleman in Fort Worth. Is it, are you like super, super minority there? Or is there a big uh, black community? Uh, that's a pretty decent black community, yeah. And and of course, we we tend to group DFW together, Fort Worth and Dallas. We, of course, if you're from Fort Worth and Dallas, we absolutely hate being grouped together. But of course, uh, people outside of the state group us together. But there's a pretty there's a pretty big representation of, of, of in the black community. Of course, we are still minority, uh, but we have a pretty good representation. Geographically, how far is Fort Worth from Dallas? Uh, about. 25, 30 minutes, man. That's not far at all. But I've we been just to Dallas. Me. I don't That's... think I've ever been to Fort Worth. Oh, it's you very miss, different, man. It's very... Miss it out, man. Way very late, cowboy. Man. Very... <laughs> Super dude, cowboys. We, Me and Mike had a photo shoot in... My, me, Mike, uh, Frank, and Sunflower Man, Matt, uh, we had a photo shoot in a cigar bar, and it was so cowboy. It was so... Fuck, like, I mean, everybody was wearing the hat and, like... Um, it was like a scene in in a movie. Like it was so Cowtown, good. man. It's Cowtown. Yeah, yeah. I like so Texas. We were, I think it's fun. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're known for, of course, cattle and and the cattle run and stuff used to come through Fort Worth. So that's what we're known for: stockyards and all of that. So nice. I love that photo shoot, but we got to do more. We should do the more cowboy stuff. Like we went straight into the cigar spot, but we we were working with this amazing photographer, Kathy and uh, her husband she's great right like she brought the actual flash and stuff and uh we weren't sure if they would let us shoot but they were super cool about it what's the name of that cigar spot Uh, that we went to we were at silverleaf they're super cool like i mean to 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 let somebody bring in a flash and do a photo shoot within your space that's that's pretty kind Mm. yeah silverleaf is always pretty good to us man we've shot up there a couple of times and so uh, getting to go up there, man, it's pretty cool. They're always pretty nice about it. Just come shoot there. So, what's the menswear scene like in, in Fort Worth? Man, very relaxed. <laughs> so, I mean, you have, of course, guys who uh, 
uh, what we call cowboy formal is what it's known as at, at Fort Worth. And what that is is jeans, uh, a sport coat or blazer, and, and a nice dress shirt, man. That, that's cowboy with some cowboy boots. Mm. That's cowboy formal, man, at Fort Worth. And you might get them. They might dress it up with a bolo tie every now and then, but but mainly, man, it, it's jeans, dress shirt, uh, sport jacket, and, and some cowboy boots. So I see you're wearing, was that an ascot or a cavat? Yes, I got on the ascot, man. <laughs> All right, I love so ascots, man. Th- that's definitely not cowboy formal. No, 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 no. Yeah, man, this is me. So what I've what I've been doing lately, man, is trying to. Of course, you say I got on the like the utility vest with a denim shirt. Yeah, man. I've been I've been working on my on my casual game, man. Try, of course, trying to stay satirically sound. But yeah, man, trying to add that to my repertoire, man. Perfect my my casual game. So it you kind know, of feels I, like it might be uh, cowboy dandy. Dude, like I texted Mike. I was like, dude, there's so many few like as a big guy, I can kind of tell now how to look formal. But as a big guy, I don't know how to look casually formal. Like, I mean, yeah. the the smart casual stuff. So I was like, Mike, can you please show show us some things? <laughs> like I, I, we could talk about that because we're all uh, large uh, men to double x or triple x size men yeah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there are there any like etiquettes and rules and things to know you know about as casual approach man no of course is you want to be comfortable as always but i mean for me man i've i've just been researching and of course drawing inspiration from from guys man and, and just trying to put my own twist and spin to it but uh, like you said, man, I can put on the suit. I know how to put on the suit. I could do that all day. But for me, mm. was there was no in between. It was mm. suit or relaxed at home. Relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like basketball shorts and sweats and joggers and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I got to add this to my repertoire when I go out. You know what I'm saying? Have it's okay to put on some nice linen shorts and maybe have them. You know what I mean? Like linen shorts, a nice shirt or something like that. Or even if I have on linen trousers. Uh, I could dress it down with a denim shirt or do a, a nice vest or something like that, man. So uh, I'm just drawing inspiration, man, wherever I see it and and, and putting my own spin to it, man. So that's been the deal for me, man. There's a couple of guys over here who I who I look at who who casually, man, are killers. They're monsters in their own right with, as far as dressing up, period. But they have some dope casual approaches, man. So. Now, what, is there what a is big that? no? Sorry, 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 Dana. Is there is there a big no um, when it, uh, compared to like a uh, uh, skinny gentleman and a large man that no, no skinny a jeans. big guy? Sh- no, no? Skinny what? Jeans. No skinny jeans. <laughs> no slim fit anything. <laughs> man, I, can, I man, listen. I, I I cringe. I look at some of my old pictures, man. I had to go back to the drawing board at one point, man. And it was like this light bulb went off, right? You think you know everything and you don't, or you get caught up in trends and stuff like mm. that, trying to prove and debunk myths, certain myths that that big guys can't wear slim fit. And it's like, okay, we really can't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to body shame, but there's a way you can still have a tapered look, and it, you know what I mean, it be a modern cut without it being slim. And so. Mm. Uh, I was losing some of my older pieces, man. I, I was losing, of course, that proportion. I was losing the integrity of the suit, the balance of the suit, man. So where I'm big up top and I got on these little pants and 
it just didn't, it didn't look right, man. So I had to go back to the drawing board, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bigger guy as well. I can't, I don't do skinny or slim anything. And, no, not um, at all, man. Yeah, it, for, and for one reason is, especially like I, I lift quite a bit. And so, you know, I do, you know, leg day twice a week. I do curls every day pretty much. Um, you know, and slim fit just isn't going to fit on my body proportions. My calf is like 50% larger than my knee. So I can't even wear a tapered pant. See that that's the same with me too, man. So, I mean, of course I haven't lifted in a while, but before I got, before I, before I turned to blubber, I had muscle too, man. I played football in high school and stuff too. So yeah. I lifted weights. I was very strong, man. I squatted over 500 pounds. I benched yeah. over, over 300, 400. So I mean, yeah, man, I was strong too, and I couldn't do anything slim fit either, man. I have big calves, I have big thighs, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I sympathize with you, man. Definitely. The calves are what gets you, right? I mean, because you can always get, if you're getting a custom made pair of pants, you can yeah. get the thigh done well. But here, right. the problem is when your calf is significantly larger than your knee, the tailor's mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I it just, <laughs> I taper from the knee to the ankle, and then exactly. nothing fits. Exactly, man. Yeah. So you, I've had to, yeah, I've actually gone through a couple of trial and errors, man, with, with that, with that same yeah. problem, man, trying to get that, that fit just yeah. right, man. So yeah, you run into that, man. Yeah. yeah. When you're, when you're a bigger gentleman who has some, some size, some girth, yeah, it's, you know, the fit is really important because if you're a skinny guy and you have a mitt, like it doesn't fit perfectly, you can, you can get away with a lot more in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right, but if you're a bigger guy and it tugs just one place, every it's like a domino effect. It throws off everything. Everything. Man. So with bigger guys, man, that fit, like I said, that fit and proportion is, is, is so key, man. Yeah. It's it's really key, man. And then uh, like I said, too. man. So for me, with with smaller guys, man, I I fit them like crazy. It's easy. And a lot of times when we get their suits and garments back, man, I don't even have to. We doing one fitting, maybe two, and it, they're done. Mm. Bigger guys, it takes you know, it might take multiple. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And like I said, with a, with a smaller guy, it, it, with a a smaller, more normally proportioned guy, it's mm. like I said, the fit can be a little off, right? And it's, it doesn't look horrible. And it might, it could even still look great, you know. With, yeah. When you get, especially like now, I've got, I've got some love handle action going on, right? So yeah. if my shirt's not <laughs> perfect, it's like all yeah. tight and pulling. Yeah, and and I think it depends on because there's there's different types of big guys or XL gentlemen, whatever yeah. you want to label it, right? You might have the guy who's considered big and tall, but he's muscular, right? Yeah, he's a football player, you know what I'm saying? But mm. those guys are considered big and tall guys too, as well. So. Um, a lot of stuff will fit them differently, or you might have a guy who, like I said, he's he's just big, yeah, um, and and not as muscular. So uh, you have to, I mean, it fits differently, and you have to take that into account when you're fitting those guys. So, yeah. you know, like I I used to when I was in college and and everything at university, and I would buy clothes off the rack. You know, you go to the big and tall section at like Macy's or Casual XL, something like that. And they, and they have three options. <laughs> yeah, like three Echo Polo shirts I can pick from. But this is the problem, right? Like, I'm only 6'1", but I, I've got a really short inseam. Right? I have a 28-inch inseam. I'm all torso. Big oh, and man. Tall, big and tall shirts don't get long. 
right? They're just no. always the same height. So I'm always wearing a midriff. So I've always got that chubby, sexy guy thing going on where I'm just showing off the, the gut. That's hilarious, man. No, but that's, that's why that's why custom made clothing is the option for a bigger guy, right? Because it is, nothing off the rack is ever gonna if you're above average, your BMI is over, or you're just a, mm -hmm. a muscular dude, nothing's ever gonna fit you off the rack. Dude, and and that's actually what that got me into the custom game. So I'll yeah. tell you guys, I actually I worked at a store before. I worked at uh started at Joseph A. Bank. And uh, just the options weren't there for us, man. Mm -hmm. You you 48 plus or 50 plus, man, and those those options aren't there for you, right? And the, a lot of times you have that jacket and the, the break between the jacket and the waist size wasn't yep. there. So you end up having to get separates. And then you're paying a lot of money to get it tapered and tailored the way that mm -hmm. you want it. So it just makes sense. If you're going to spend that money on the suit, spend all this money on tailoring costs, you might as well get custom and something that's made for you. So in the way you want it. So, um, man, that's what made me jump into that space. Cause there was a void in that area. I was like, okay, well, let me do this. Um, I have options of course for myself and options for other big guys as mm -hmm. well. And so that was one of the reasons that I jumped into this space. So yeah. Now you talk about like, like those sizings too. Like, like the last off the rack thing I ever bought was from Joseph A. Banks, a store, which okay. I hate. But uh, <laughs> my jacket size is 56. Oh, wow. Okay. So I had to get a 56 with a, uh, a 10 inch drop, right? Just to get close to a decent fit. Jeez. And then I still had to have it tailored and it looked horrendous. I was going to say, man, you, you definitely had to get separates then. Yeah. No, I just, I don't even buy pants. I just get the jacket and I'll wear it with jeans. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so you will, if you wear jackets with jeans, you will fit in great in Fort Worth, then, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in England, they do a lot of that too, uh, but they wear it with a, a vest. Mm. So they oh, do wow. the jacket, vest, and jeans. That, that's that's really very, a, very common. If you're in a cold area, that's not a bad look. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that in spring and summer in Texas, man. We're already hitting 90 <laughs> degrees out here, man. So, no, nah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 90, that's nothing. That's our winter. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, it gets hot there? <laughs> Super. Yeah. Only, really? I mean, it's only hot. It's never, that, it's Bangkok's never the hottest else. major city in the world by mean temperature. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, so Jay, when you come here, it's no problem, huh? You're used to that, huh? No, it's not. But, uh, well, it's, it's, we move from air conditioned room to another air conditioned room, you know, like yeah. Thailand is so equipped for the heat yeah. that you just get that everywhere. Okay. Whereas yeah. in countries where, you know, it's, it's cold sometimes, it's not so air conditioned everywhere, mm. so to speak. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, everything here, even like you get on the, the sky train or the underground or the subway, you know, it's all super air conditioned. Sometimes oh, okay. a bit too much. Oh, that, yeah. That's a win though. I'll take that, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to pop okay. into the mall today and at one point I was I was actually like I wore shorts. Because I, I almost never wear pants anymore, just shorts and uh and at one point, like, I actually had to, like, move because my legs were so cold. I was standing right next to the vent. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They crank the AC here, man. People love it. That's, 
Hey, that's good. I, I will fit in there then. I got to have AC. <laughs> you know, it ruins you, though, because I, I was in Cleveland before I moved to Thailand, and obviously okay. Cleveland's cold. Cleveland never gets really hot. It's Maybe just yes, miserable and cold, and mm-hmm. uh, even the summertime. And I moved to Thailand, and I did, I'd never get used to the heat, but now I can't go back to the cold. Makes sense. <laughs> Especially there with a bunch of snow. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, last time I was anywhere cold, I was in Germany. It was like minus twenty, and I was just—I thought I was gonna die. Whew. Luckily, I had my polyester suit to keep me warm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know about my polyester stuff. <laughs> Traps the That's heat funny. in. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Mike, do you still do the podcast? Man, we haven't done it in in a few months, man. But we're uh, we've talked about starting it back up. Because uh, I took inspiration from you, you know, to do the podcast. Yeah, I used man. to like see you guys. You guys really have fun and talk shit. Like it's not it's not somebody pretending to be someone else. It's like straight up, mm. everybody's drinking whiskey and mm. talking shit. Man, and see, I think that's what made our show so good is we were one, like you said, we were loose. We had fun. Yeah. We didn't take ourselves too seriously. And then, mm-hmm. of course, well, alcohol helps you do that, too. So yes. uh, you, throw, you throw in whiskey in the equation. But I also, we were able to manage five different personalities. We had five people on this podcast, right? Oh, and wow. so it's five, five different personalities, and you got – the producer, engineer, they jump in whenever they wanted to, too. Mm. Like, because we would have topics normally. So we would go, we recorded at the studio in Dallas. And the engineer, they, you see them in other podcasts, they wouldn't say much. But we would have, we would be having so much fun that, you know, if you're around, you're gonna, you want to jump in and, <laughs> and hop in and give your input on the conversation. And plus, we offer them drinks, too. Like, hey, man, so we had sponsors sending us bottles and stuff. And we're, nice. we're man, dude. I'm telling you, so when we first started out, we recorded two episodes, and we did this. Uh, we were new to the studio, so, of course, we had a shitty time. We would, we came in on, like, a Monday, recorded, like, 10 to 12, so 10 p.m. to 12 midnight, right? And we're drinking. And so we're doing recording two episodes, two hours. Dude, by episode two, everybody's, like, buzzing and drunk, <laughs> and so... You could always tell which episode was our second episode recording because everybody's loose and just saying whatever. So <laughs> it was funny, you think man. But yeah, we, alcohol we makes it better. Oh, uh, I think people they probably speak the truth. They're a little less censored. Hmm. Oh, Dana, I don't want to hear the truth from me, man. Like if I get <laughs> drunk, he'll stop doing the. He'll fire me. Like he'll replace. <laughs> With a different fabric brand guy, I'm gone. I'm I know gone. a guy. He keeps looking at my LinkedIn. I think he'd be a perfect replacement for you, Jay. <laughs> Dude, I have a competitor who like actively looks at Dana's profile on LinkedIn. Like once and a week. Dana would, yeah, and Dana wow. would be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Uh, oh like, yeah, man. I, I I think it 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 uh, definitely relaxes you, and, and people are a little less censored than than probably what they would normally be. And one of the things that I did too, I guess you could say I was the kind of the moderator. Um, so I wouldn't tell them the topic 
until we got to the show. Hmm. Oh. Right? Yeah. So if it was, unless it was something that was really serious, like that required, required research. Like, so we talked about, uh, we talked about mental health and mental stability one, one episode. Mm-hmm. And so I told them about that in advance. Um, we talked about, uh, we talked about, of course, that's funny talking about the, the riots and protesting, but we talked about the Kaepernick situation back then. And so, uh, you want to have so fucking facts. insane yeah. how often yeah. this happens, like that you can yeah, mention in one yeah. lifetime. <laughs> Exactly. Back then, and this was just a couple years ago. But yeah, you yeah. you want to have certain episodes or certain topics. You want to have facts to back up what you're talking about. So those were the episodes that I would tell them stuff in advance. Like, but when we talked about things like uh, we talked, so we had an episode uh, '90s, 2000s. That's where that was like our prime, right? When we were growing up, we talked about the early '90s, 2000s. Talked about hip hop, cartoons, movies, yeah. and stuff like that. Those episodes, I wouldn't tell them. We'd just jump in there and, and just talk. So it's free flowing, man. So yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was fun. Yeah, you talked about Kaepernick, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I remember there was uh, this old dude who uh, was a, was a client of mine, and I remember him. He would just dog Kaepernick all the time, like, "Oh, he's just not worth having around on a team. He's too much trouble," you know. And for for essentially being very quiet and you know introverted in a way to make a a statement that caught on and the crazy thing was is he was taking a knee for you know to to protest police violence and the thing that sparked off the current the current protests and rioting and everything we're seeing is is a cop kneeing nailing on a guy's neck and murdering him so I, i mean it's it's a horrible thing that happened, but it's almost poetic that, you know, the right yeah. was like, oh, you can't knee. You can't, you can't take a knee during the national anthem. That, that's anti-American. But I guess of it's American, to, American enough to nail on a guy's neck and kill him. And murder him. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy how, how, how things uh, turn and, and come back full, uh, full circle because now you see people who are actually apologizing to mm. Kaepernick. Right. Now, here's a guy who was in the prime of his career, pretty much blackballed and ran out of the league just for taking the stands and something yeah. he believed in. Right. We we owe we owe that man a lot. And of course, it, it's sad that uh, heroes have to either be off the scene for a while or almost die for us to recognize what they did or how important yeah. they were to society and to our culture. Sure. Kaepernick was huge, man. Kaepernick was huge in, in, in what he did and what he stood up for and the stance that he took. I mean, how many guys can you say, I will risk my job, will risk my livelihood to really to, to, to fight something that, yes, it directly affects me, but didn't directly affect me you know what i mean like he didn't it wasn't somebody in his family but the thought that it could be right or the thought that it could very well be him is the reason he took that stance and you you know just growing up that way you get tired of it man seeing it over Mm. and over and over again right 
And so he, he did a huge thing, man. And, and, and talking about the podcast, we talked about it. And one of the questions I asked was, do you guys think you could uh, do that if your, your worker told you or your employer told you, uh, you better not need or you're going to get fired? Mm. Yeah, and could, would you be able to do it? And, and me, myself, of course, believing what I believe, having my beliefs, you know, being fed up with seeing stuff like that, man, I, I have a family. I couldn't very I couldn't even say, yeah, I would do that. I mean, mm. it, that's tough. That's a tough situation to be in. I, you know, we like to think we would do what's right, but when it comes to it, man, when, you know what I'm saying, is can you do it? Would mm. you do that? So and he, he, that was a huge stance by him, man. And I definitely commend him for it. I, I think looking at it now, knowing the, I guess, the hustler mentality that I have, that I'm going to survive, I'm going to make it anyway, I think I could do it now. But at that point, looking at it at that point, mm. man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. So so he, I definitely commend him. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. And he, he, he must have known he was walking away he must have had an inkling that he was going to get blacklisted and he was walking away from quite a bit. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't think you, I don't know. I don't think you know that you're going to get blackballed. I think <laughs> when he like, started, I don't think he did when he started, but I think there came a point where he could, he could probably read the tea leaves and he knew what was coming and he just yeah. sort of doubled down on it and just kept doing it. Yeah, that's true. You know, like he, he never wavered, and you, know, you got to respect that. And I mean, I, and honestly, I, I don't even know what he's doing today. I don't know what he's up to now, but he he's still doing. I know he's doing a lot of like philanthropy work and uh, stuff like that. Of course, giving mm. back uh, to different communities and stuff like that. Of course, he had that stint where he he tried out. Uh, he had a big tryout last season, mm. um, but didn't go so well. And they told him last minute. So it really wasn't much prep time for him and everything like that. But, yeah, man, it, it, it sucks to have your career snatched away from you like that for standing up for something that you believe in. Man. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. we, we, as a, we as a culture, man, and the black community, man, we owe him a lot. We owe him speaking, a lot. Speaking of um, community, um, I've seen – I've actually first uh, seen about your profile – uh, from this account called Black Men's Wear. And mm. uh, you guys kind of did this ga gathering of everybody wearing suits. And mm. uh, there were a lot of custom clothiers. It was kind of like Pity Umo, but the, was it in Dallas? Yeah, so uh, Black Men's Wear, the original, uh, what we do is flash mobs, right? Mm. Uh, and as a guy, uh, Neandre Roussard is who started it. And what we did, man, was it's funny. Me and me and Frank actually did the first, the first shoot. It was just three of us. It was me, him. It was me, DeAndre, and Frank. And we just did a play on gray suits, right? So uh, he has on a solid suit. I think I had on a dark gray, double breast uh, gray suit, and Frank had on a gray window pane. And he wanted to do uh different different ways or different interpretations of gray suits right so it's just mm -hmm. us three and then he did another one with more guys and then we had a bigger one right and it was like 
and and all this stuff actually correlates, right? So we talk about the police brutality, Colin Kaepernick, right? So this was created to, uh, of course, because Trayvon Martin had on the hoodie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And of course, he wasn't killed by police, but you know, same thing, another black man killed. Racist piece of and shit so, is what killed him, so. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so the, the goal of it was to change the narrative of black men, you know, for us to be seen in a different light. Like, hey, we're not all walking around with, with, with our pants sagging or we don't all, you know what I'm saying? We, we actually can dress up. We actually do look nice. And it's sad that we have to dress up for you to, uh, for us to be perceived a certain way. But, uh, I mean, that was, that was what black men where it was started for was to uh, change the narrative of how we were seen or how we viewed. And I, I like kind of what you're doing now too. And you were talking about like sort of changing your casual style mm-hmm. to be a, a, a touch more sartorial, but still sort of cowboy mm-hmm. chic, if you will, with the denim <laughs> and the quilted vest. Yeah, man. You just, you never lose, I guess, home, right? You never yeah. lose, let go of your roots. And so being from Fort Worth, uh, I guess that's where you get the denim, the denim feel, of course, man. And I, Denim is, I like denim, man. It's an easy, I guess, an easy go-to for casual, man. So whether it's a, a light denim jacket or or denim vest or denim shirt or something like that, man. I, it's one of the few things that gets better older. Yeah. Like it yeah. tells more story. Yeah. Yeah, the way it fades. There's the, the, there's the fabric guy telling us about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just launching a new collection of denim uh, today. So, <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, today I was actually uh, in a lace company. Uh, went to meet a lingerie maker. And um, I had to wear a mask just because I don't want to giggle um, every time they talk about boobs. But <laughs> You're like, do you have no. anything bigger? Anything big. Yeah. <laughs> I went with a smoking hot model and um, the owners were very hot too. So I was, I'm in a very good mood. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I you know, really I, wanted to do your podcast. You know, like I, I remember the vibe and um, it, it's like, it's every clip I see is everybody laughing out loud. <laughs> And, Man, and that just, doesn't exist in the menswear. In in reality, you you like when you go to Pitiumo and stuff. Yes, but on camera or being recorded, everybody wants to, um, you know, be so stiff. Yeah. Well, the the thing about us too, right? Was so menswear is what brought us all together, right? Yeah. But we weren't necessarily a menswear podcast, right? We talked about mm. so it was more barbershop talk, what we call barbershop talk. So. You talk about anything. You talk about current events and, and things like that. We might talk about women. We might talk about uh, our childhood. We, Like I said, we talk about mental health, mm. how we were raised, just different things like that. Mm. But menswear and, of course, uh, dressing is what brought us together. So you have uh, uh, two custom clothiers in there and myself and Jacob. Uh, JC Scott on Instagram. Uh, you have Austin is also uh, custom clothes there, uh, Gentleman's Avenue, and I'm giving him a shout out. And then, of course, uh, Brian, who's Mr. Milaj on 
Instagram. He's a stylist. And then uh, Calvin, which we call the wild card, he's the only guy <laughs> that didn't have, I guess, a background in in uh, menswear. But he uh, he's a part of this fraternity, right? That's known for for dressing. They, we call them pretty. They call pretty boys, right? Mm-hmm. So they're known for dressing. So he can hold his own, right? And so, but he was the wild card. So we needed that that guy who would just say whatever. <laughs> and, and and he was that, that's what brought him in. And so men, like I said, menswear and dressing brought us all together, but we weren't a menswear, um, a menswear podcast. Now we did have an episode where we discussed our personal style and things like that and decorum and all of that. That was one episode, man. And And of course we would talk about like, some episodes I would be like, man, tell us what you got on today. And we'll, mm. you know what I'm saying? We'll go through what we had on. And of course, we're all sitting there in suits and stuff like that. So of course you're gonna take notice, right? So it's mm. it's it's telling you without actually telling you what we do. Mm. So yeah. Do you still smoke a lot of cigars? Man, listen, I wish I had one right now. <laughs> Bro, I mean, like ever since this lockdown, I haven't had a chance to smoke cigars. So it's it's cigar is like a it, sure you can smoke at home, and it's not the same, right? Like it's gotta be with good you know, company. It's gotta be. Man, it, I agree, but I love smoking a cigar in my backyard, man. I love. I remember you. I remember you calling me and lighting up a cigar, and I was like, "Damn, Mike, I could hear <laughs> you lighting up a cigar." Now I want to get no like it's I purposely did not keep it at home because yeah. then I would smoke too much, and a yeah. cigar could be worse than a cigarette, right? If you smoke too much, um, yeah, if you smoke it too much. But though at home, man, that's why I smoke my full bodies. Like I, I try not to smoke full bodies when I'm at the lounge. Of course, they're a little heady, man, and you trying to drive home, of course, <laughs> it, and you drinking, you know, partaking in alcohol and, and libations, man. It, it can be a lot, so yeah, my like full bodies is what I is what I try to smoke at. What's your What's your? I I never remember the like the names or the brands of the cigars, mm-hmm. but uh, like, what's your top three? Um, I I'll give you my top three brands because I'm bad on the different series. I suck at that, and so I've started grabbing like what I'll do to remember which one I like. I keep the wrapper. Oh, uh, interesting. But uh, some of my favorite brands, of course, would be uh, Padron, uh, Oliva is one of my favorites, too, and uh, probably Davidoff. Davidoff is good, eh? It's smooth. Davidoff is very good, man. Expensive, but very very good stick. Yeah. And then we have some some local guys here, man, who... uh, who have their own stick, man. Uh, I've done some work with them. My, my guys, Hawk McSailor, I actually went to college with one of the guys, man. They have one of the best sticks I've ever smoked in my life. And I'm not saying that because I know them, but they have a very good cigar, man. So good. No, please bring up all the cigar makers because we will tag them and we'll get some free cigars. <laughs> so and now, uh, hey, we'll, <laughs> don't, now don't keep all of them for yourself. Make sure you now we'll, yeah, we'll also talk about whiskey and pizza delivery. So we'll get all of them. <laughs> pizza deliveries. <laughs> now that's why I need Paula to sponsor the show so we can get some free Paula. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, uh, we. I have so many questions for you, but um, I think we'll do the ten questions first, so that okay. 
we don't we don't you know because we already started touching about denim and um i didn't want to go too deep in it before we do the 10 questions so yeah, yeah. okay let's, so let's, do the let's jump questions. into these 10 okay and we do this with every guest so it gives us a baseline with every guest mike so yes. you know we're able to kind of you know play with this and when we look at it later we can hold responses against people so that that's why we do it <laughs> Oh man, I better be careful. But that day you said. But that <laughs> yeah. day you said. Oh, yeah. is that so, Mike? Is that so? Allow me to pull up episode forty-two of the yeah. Dapper Villain yeah, podcast. Exactly. Can <laughs> contradict you. Um, yeah. You know it. You know we were talking before about fit, but fabric is also a big thing, right? The fabric, yeah. especially for a big dude, right? Fabric mm -hmm. is key, and not just how you look, but how you feel. Mm -hmm. But as a as a clothier yourself, if you could only use one fabric, wool, cotton, or linen, for the rest of your days, mm. and you can't have a blend, mm. which one is it gonna be? I know everybody, y'all probably asked this question, probably said wool. Uh, I, man, of course wool, because of the drape and everything like that. But man, I can do linen, like, I could do linen because we get here in Texas, man, we can wear linen probably up until late October, early November. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could do linen year round, man. Yeah, but I, you, I'm, are you going to wear a the, wool shirt? Right. Mm. I'm going to be the eyeball and say linen because I'm not a, I have a cotton suit, but I'm not a huge fan of it. It's okay. It's not bad, but I, I think I'm gonna go with linen. I'm gonna say linen. linen. I mean, Mike, linen. Mike and I have a history about linen too. I mean, he he wore one of my linen that was, I I made a very big decision in India to buy these very unique linens, mm. and uh, I bought it cash and uh, just called my dad and like, hey, can you transfer this much amount of money right now? Because I no. <laughs> no, he said yes, but. Um, I bought it and I couldn't sell it to anybody because everybody's like, oh, it's so expensive. It's so bright as this and that. And, that. Yeah. and then um, I met Mike on the internet. Like At that time, I didn't export. I didn't own a company in UK or anything like that. Um, and he was like, bro, these linens are amazing. And I was like, that was in the very beginning of like having a Facebook page, mm. having like, mm. you know, I was getting excited. Like, look, there's a guy from America, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like telling my mom and my mom's like, you're adopted. They dropped his chutney. He was like, I sold the yeah, yeah. linen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he made the suit and looks so fucking good. We still pull up those pictures sometimes, mm. uh, the purple, like the two-tone linen and stuff. I mean, too bad it's all sold out and I can't get it again. That's the problem with India's um, anything collection of India's like Indian fabrics. Like they they make it really well, and then you don't get it a second time. There's no mm -hmm. such thing as never out of stock program. And uh, all of I, this, so. remind, I got a funny story about that about that suit, man. Remind me after we go through these questions, and I'll tell no, you. No, we can we can do this. Oh, okay. You want to do it after? Yeah, yeah. We we'll come back to it. I know you want to get through your questions, so yeah, we'll come back to okay. it. All right. What is your favorite menswear item? Hmm. What you mean, like accessory or? No, no, not accessory. An actual menswear item: a jacket, a vest, trousers. Uh. 
Man, probably, man, I have these ivory linen trousers, and I love them. I probably wear those more than anything in the spring and summer. I and surprisingly haven't worn yet, but, I, man, that's probably, I say that's probably my favorite thing. I, I I nailed the fit, everything, man. And it I did a um, that was my first. So Frank, I we talk about this all the time. Frank does high waist on almost everything, right? I would never do a high waist. I hate. I was like, eh, I'm that's a not for me. Guy. I love it. And of course, right? I'm thinking, man, I, I can't pull that off. And I'm like, well, we're naturally supposed to wear our pants up, you know, right. on our waist, right? That's what allows for better, for the better drape of your trousers anyway. So I was like, let me try it, right? I did that, and I did a uh, Gurkha waist on them as well. Nice. And so when I say the fit is, is great, everything, man, that's probably my favorite. I say that's probably my favorite item. Did it convert I, you to the high waist? It did, man, because I went high waist crazy for a little bit after nice. I did those, man. I did some chinos high waist. <laughs> I did ooh, a ooh. couple of other suits and everything, man, yeah. yeah. I go high waist on my jeans. So, I mean, I, I go high waist with the jeans and I wear them with suspenders. Really? The problem yeah. with high waist on the jeans is, like, because it's not tailored, then yeah. your balls are kind of pulled. <laughs> yeah, custom, man, custom made. Oh, you get custom-made jeans as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you're Texas. We're talking about denim. We all love denim here. But Mm -hmm. is it ever okay to wear denim on denim on denim on denim on denim, i.e. the Canadian tuxedo? Yep. 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 (laughs) Yep. No hesitation. Bisatorial standards, is that okay? Is it is that correct? Probably not, but yes, man. I, so what no I like hesitation. to do, yeah, 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 I'm doing it, man. I'll wear a denim shirt and some, and some jeans, of course, and I, I'll find a way to break it up a little bit, right, and, and, and put my flair to it. I might, it might be a denim shirt, and I might have it open with a T-shirt underneath or something, mm. kind of to break it up a little bit. But, yeah, man, I'll wear denim on denim. Do you go same color, same tone, same texture, or do you break that up? No, now that's the kicker, right? It has to be, for me, it has to be different wash, like different shades, different washes, and stuff yeah. like that. So you might go a darker wash jean and a lighter a lighter shirt, yeah. Mm. I'd definitely go different shades. I, I would have to go, yeah, like a completely different color palette. Like I couldn't do two yeah. indigos. I'd have to no, do no, like, no. like, I could do like a green denim shirt with like indigo jeans. But yeah. I don't know, I would... I would not feel comfortable. I've seen people do it and it looks good, but for me, I would not feel comfortable to go indigo on indigo on indigo on indigo. And see, that's the thing with dressing too. Half the battle is confidence, right? So if you don't have it Mm. here and you're always looking down at yourself, trying to adjust and wonder if people are looking at you, you ain't gonna like it, man. I I I love contrast. So I think for me, that's where it comes from. See, I'm a contrast and color guy too. So I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, I love contrast of texture. And I think with denim, mm-hmm. you do have the option to play with texture quite a bit. So, yeah. you, can, you know, with weights and, and slops and all that, you can get into it. Mm-hmm. True. Now, you're in the game. Or we're all in the game, right? So, we all mm-hmm. we all have our own fit that we like, our own cut that we like. You know, Definitely. obviously, everyone, there are guys who love British. There are guys who love Italian, you know. I think America has its own standard of tailoring as well, mm-hmm. the American cut. 
you know, it, it's it's much more than the Brooks Brothers cut, right? The American cut is is something, you, <laughs> need. you know. So yeah. for you, you know, as a Texan, a Fort Worthian, you know, do you like that British cut? Do you like Italian tailoring? Are you like a strictly Americana guy? Uh, probably aesthetically Italian, yeah. <laughs> but for me, probably. I say American. I, I think aesthetically on the eye, mm. uh, Italian it probably is the best. Mm. Probably yeah. looks the best. But I, yeah, give me American man. I'm, like I said, I'm a bigger guy, so and we kind of give that fuller. Yeah. Uh, Not too I many Italians boxes. pushing this weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um. You know, I, I was saying before, you know, I, I like Italian as well. I think it looks amazing. I've always thought it looked good on on skinny guys. You know, yeah, like I, I never really wanted to wear it myself. And then I met Jay, and Jay wears, like, a lot of Italian cuts, and then he confirmed mm -hmm. for me that it really does only look good on skinny guys. <laughs> but <laughs> No, actually, Jay pulls off Jay's jackets. His Italian cut jackets are actually phenomenal. So Dude, yeah. my tailor, my tailor stabbed a guy in the neck with a fork. So be careful what yeah. you say. I heard this story on a previous. It's episode. a true story. It's a true story. Um, really? Yeah, my tailor, um, my tailor came out of jail and uh, he didn't have a, a job. I mean, I go to jail. Like bring, I bring rappers to jail to perform concerts in there, and uh, it all started because of this guy. Like I gave him a shot. And he was okay. so good to me and helped my career a lot. So I was like, hey, I want to encourage small businesses, not large business, not any, just even small business to give these guys a chance because that's what changes, right? Like, I mean, you can always blame it on Walmart and 7-Eleven to do that, but. Definitely. That's dope, you know, One man. time I spent the night in jail in Cambodia. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm dope and I do dope things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kanye. <laughs> okay, Kanye. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kanye. <It's> okay. <laughs> so, you know, we talked about your favorite menswear item, but from an accessory perspective, what's your favorite accessory? I love pocket squares, man. I love pocket squares. All these guys with their uh, pocket square. Jay's going to pull out his Mongolian pocket yeah. square. Here it is. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a different one. Hold that up, Jay. This is the Archer one. Oh, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, this this that, was actually rolled. Yeah, yeah. But it, I sent it to America to get it rolled. By the way, this is how expensive <laughs> this pocket square is. You got oh, it wow. hand rolled in America? Yeah, by your friend Joe's bow tie. I sent it to Albuquerque, and he he hand rolled it. Yeah, and he sent it back, and it's fantastic. Wow. I'm like, dude, I want to work with you because uh, he's really passionate about this. Like, I met a guy in Ka um, Kansas City, and uh, he did it for me too. But like, that wasn't the standard. Like, J Joe's bows no on uh, Instagram at Joe's bows. Yeah, okay, he's good. But no, yeah, yeah for true. me, man, for me, it's the pocket square. But I also. I like uh, I like vintage uh, tie tacks as well, mm. vintage vintage tie tacks and uh. cufflinks. So Mike, I, I prepped with you before. Linings is next. I I, I was gonna show the linings. <laughs> no. Oh my bad. I was supposed to. I was supposed man, to let you show. I off wanna your hire you just to fire you for that. No. I'm, I'm Where, where's that man, Sasha Gray lining? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I was wearing the Sasha Gray shirt today. On your date? No, sorry, you were saying before I started interrupting you and selling my own shit again and again. <laughs> always be selling, man. No, but yeah, man, I, I love uh tie tack. So I'll wear a uh a tie bar or a tie clip, but I prefer a tie tack, man. It's mm. it's subtle, but it, it's still people still notice it, right? It's still just a little subtle little piece that holds your tie in place and, and then aesthetically just it's dope. Just, just nice, man. So I haven't I, even I like seen a tie tack in tie years. bar. A tie bar? No, it's high tack. Tack. It's a pin it's, that goes through. So it's like a, it's a little pin that goes through that goes through your tie. That's why I said vintage because it's very vintage. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. usually they you wear them like kind of right above the uh, the top button on the suit, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yes, and sir. It, you'll pin through, and uh, mm-hmm. it has like a little clasp on the back. Mm-hmm. And it pins. It actually pins through your shirt, right? Yeah. You can go through the most most ties. It pins through your shirt. And you clasp it at the back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I, God, I, what are those from the 80s? Or like, yeah. yeah. I don't even it's know. Very, it's old. Yeah. And I'm, uh, Jay, Jay, you've seen them. I bet you where you probably see guys wearing them now, they actually wear them as lapel pants now. Mm. Right? So oh, you see I see. Where you see the guys wearing, it looks like a little ball and they had a chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chain, yeah, yeah. That's, lapel chain. That's a tie tag. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I used to sell those. I still have some stocks left um, if anybody is interested. <laughs> hey, you told me always be selling. Always be selling, man. Speaking of selling, uh, Aunt Franklin and Anthony, uh, no. <laughs> hey, well, you're the but guest, but we're it, here it, for you to sell, so please go ahead. Who's yes. Franklin and Anthony, the taco maker? No, man, you know what that is. Soup maker, man, soup maker. We like tacos I miss, too, though. I miss the tacos so much from Texas, man. <laughs> I miss it so much, bro. It's better no. than in Mexico. Like it's the same trip. I went to, uh, I went to, I started from Dallas and then went to Mexico City. Met a billionaire randomly. Came back. Derek was like, "I'm taking you to Michael Irwin's house." I mean, that's in the same fucking trip. But oh, then, got a good trip. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, like and that billionaire he didn't even tell me right he had like 200 followers or something and i just went there with my gut feeling and um yeah but anyways tacos and then back to your question <laughs> well, tex-mex is a whole different thing <laughs> yeah man yeah tex-mex is usually uh it's more flavor more seasoned heavier of course and, and, and it's good man jay next time you come or if both of y'all come i gotta take you to fuel city mommy take you to fuel city fuel city fuel city it's okay. a it's a gas station right where they sell uh-huh. tacos in dallas yeah. as yeah. as 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 Derek. next time you talk to Derek, ask Derek about fuel city tacos you know man i am a fan of gas station food when i lived in north Dude, carolina the, the, the gas <laughs> there was a gas station that had the best fried chicken and when I lived in Ohio, there was a gas station in Cleveland that had the best sandwiches. It's the best, bro. It's some of the best food, man. Wings. I didn't yeah. had egg rolls from <laughs> gas station. Tacos, of course. Yeah, man. I asked for a burrito in Mexico City and the guy slapped me. 
Yeah, that's Mexico, man. They don't do that stuff. That's Tex-Mex, man. He's like, he hold that puta, and he slapped me. Uh, and he said, burrito, it's not Mexican. <laughs> oh, man. So, moving on from accessories. And you know, burritos. Bur- and the burritos. burritos. <laughs> now we're going to chimichanga. <laughs> A lot of guys answer watch, right? A lot of guys love watches, especially in the sartorial mm-hmm. realm. And but it's not for everyone, right? Not everyone's a horology guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, from your perspective, how on point should a man's watch game be? So I was told this one by I can't remember my dad or one of my uncles told me this, and also confirmed by a woman, right? Women look at two things. A watch, a guy's watch, and his shoes. And so I, I, I say you have to have a nice watch. If not, it, it at least needs to appear to be nice. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, I, I say yeah. you got to have a nice watch. I My watch game is it's okay. It's not up to par. Like, it, it definitely needs to be better. But, I like the part when you said that at least it has to look nice because I remember like now I own a few more more expensive watch but I remember that reaction from that girl for my Gucci watch because like it was a plain simple Gucci watch black dial but the way the I was sitting like this and I remember the way she was looking at the watch I was like damn this shit worked eh? <laughs> 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 no but like i mean you dress to like when you go out on a date you, uh, you do everything to be able to impress yeah. the person so yeah watch i, I never noticed about the shoes but uh, probably very true see so this, is, yeah, this is rough for me because i have zero watch game and zero shoe game really yeah Man, you got to change that, man. <laughs> man I, I wear an Apple Watch. That's it. I got an Apple Watch with a sports strap. Well, see, that's crazy that you mentioned that because everybody's wearing Apple Watches now, right? So yeah. you see guys, mm. and we talked about black men's wear earlier, mm. we'll be out at a, at a flash mob doing a photo shoot and everybody pulls up in suits and Apple Watches. And you're mm. like, dude. <laughs> so, I'm going to take it to the data. Hey man, and I and me, yeah, I I have to have a watch. Of course, I uh, I just got into uh, tank style watches, man. I love tank style watches. So, so, so if you want to send us free watch, see uh, tank style suit, tank uh, uh, tank style watch was that tank tank. So tank tank is the the square. So oh square. tank tank okay yeah, yeah tank yeah yeah yeah. So I want a I want a Cartier tank style watch, man. Oh damn. Yeah. It's high end. Yeah, yeah, one day, someday. <laughs> so that's the only watch I own. Jay, Jay's got a great watch game. I don't. And uh, I, don't, I don't wear hard bottoms, right? So I, I always wear sneakers. And I wear $12 sneakers every day. Oh, man. <laughs> and he pimps his sneakers, though. He changed the lace to make it purple. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. They, they're, they're like a Thai brand, Thai brand of sneaker called Nanyang. It's the only thing I wear. It's like the Thai Actually, Mike could pull it off. I think Mike will like it. Do you wear sneakers at all? I no, uh, not as much, man. I, but I'll do like I'm very basic when I wear when I wear sneakers, man. It's what's your size? It's usually, it's usually like twelve. Your toe size? What a 46? 46, 47? Uh, I think it's forty-seven. 
believe what he said. If I come out to Texas, I'll bring you a pair of black on black non young size 47s. I'll rock them, dude. <laughs> dude, I'll rock them. I went to black, I flew to Manila for a black tie boxing event, right? And I rocked my black tie with my black on black non yangs, dude. And it's like, so like, I've got. You know, I'm the only dude rocking sneakers, and everyone was like, oh, those are so cool. And there's a simple canvas shoe, and they're black on black. Yeah. It's See, like I, probably, the... I probably would like them because that's what I do. I wear a canvas shoe, man. Like, if I wear uh, sneakers with uh, with a suit or something mm-hmm. like that, or casually, it's, it's usually just like a white canvas shoe or, or a tan canvas shoe. I do have some some brown leather shoes that I like. I think they might be Kohan or something mm-hmm. like that. But, but yeah, man. I yeah, typically a white canvas shoe. And they have a logo, but it's it's a it's like black on black, white on white, or brown on brown, right? So it matches. Okay. It doesn't pop. Oh, I've okay, never looked. Cool. I've never been able to look at brown leather shoes the same way since Jay Gatz was uh, hating on it. Uh, I never, I, I never, I've never been able to look at brown shoes ever the same again. Like, listen, Jay would Jay. That's my boy, but Jay would have you feeling bad about yourself if you were. <laughs> Jay gives Jay 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 will have you feeling terrible terrible about yourself, man. That's my dude. That's my dude. He was our first first guest of the show. Yeah, Yeah, man. I I saw it. No punches pulled. Dude, oh I, man! I, saw, I, I saw mean, it set the standard of the show to be villainous yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah. He was a fun Dude, guest as well. Man. That, that was that was for for villains. That was the best. Exactly. First, first but bro, first. like, I mean, you would be surprised how like how important that first episode because it set the tone. Like oh, yesterday we were, tone. yeah, yesterday we were talking with an OG Savile Row guy, you know, and he oh, was man. like. Ham it like he was he knew that we 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 could talk shit you know like we yeah we'd have fun like you can yeah. mock me a little bit and shit like he was like pulling hard man and that's like that's how i want the show to be bro like, yeah 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 man it's, we're, we're not man. out here to pinkies up and sip tea and talk about our our full canvas <laughs> double-breasted jackets and yeah. it's fun yesterday the, the interview we did yesterday he was dogging jay and i about our outfits yeah. <laughs> during the interview during the interview <laughs> but he was doing it with a british accent so you yes, got away you know? he was like oh, a simon gotta, cowell oh yeah you gotta respect that man yeah you gotta respect <laughs> that. No, but yeah man jay jay was a great uh i watched that i watched that one and listened to that one that was a great interview by you guys and great of course jay jay's gonna give it to you man and, and, and he promoted it so hard like we so got on the rake we got on the rake recently, and um, I mean, just from the rake itself, we got like 200 followers new instantly. Oh, wow. But the effect was not the same. Yeah. Jay Gatz was like promoting uh, it again and again and again. Like we we respect that. We oh, love yeah. that. He, he uh, we expect it. Yeah, we especially, expect the same from you. No yeah, pressure, he, but <laughs> no, of course, I'm yeah, Jay, Jay's one of those guys, man, that I've noticed in the, in the short time. Of course, I we haven't met personally, but just kind of exchanging on Instagram, man. If if he if he likes you, he's gonna go hard for uh, you. Yeah, cat yeah. is very. I know a lot of people don't don't really care for his delivery, but the cat is knowledgeable. I love his delivery. Like, I, same here, man. I get it. I don't care, so it doesn't bother me. Dude, uh, dude is man. He dude puts stuff up that's just straight fire right he's like spitting fire and i'll like it or i'll give it like yeah. a little fire emoji and he'll write yeah. me back and be like bet 
And then like two <laughs> seconds later, I've got like five paragraphs from him and I, I love it because he just goes off. <laughs> you know, if, if you're a new listener and you're listening to this episode, you need to go back to episode two don't, and listen yeah, to the Jay Gatz episode because that Jay, was man. phenomenal. Jay, Jay is crazy, man, but that dude is super knowledgeable, man. He He's the one... Um, he actually had. He's the one who has me checking out movies, man. So I've been studying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that that doesn't that. exist a lot. Like a guy who knows a lot about movie style and like I yeah. watched the Eddie Murphy movie completely differently. I never realized there was style involved in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. you sure Godfather and all that stuff, but like a oh, a normal man. movie that you never pay attention. You start paying attention because he brings yeah. that up. Yeah, so Jay's and, got. He's got a lot of really good people that he looks up to that kind of span generations. You know, mm-hmm. and when I think of that, you know, I, I, wonder, I always wonder like who people's icons are. Like, is there a style mm-hmm. icon that, that you look up to more than anyone else? Uh, not really, man. It's just like, I, not that I would say icon, man, but there's guys that I've seen throughout the years that I guess I've kind of, drawn inspiration from i guess for a lot of uh the black community like coming up the one person that comes to mind for me he's he's not an old guy but uh fonsworth bentley uh he was yeah. uh he of course was uh Daddy's assistant, uh, assistant yeah, he, yeah he was his assistant and but the dude like probably for me probably one of the first guys that i've seen like just a true satorialist like mm. fit was always on point always color game was just always on point right um so you see guys like that he's probably the one for me that was just always consistent right with his dress and his approach you draw of course inspiration from guys like rappers like andre 3000 yeah, uh, Justin dope. Hunt named him as like one of the top uh, tutorial guys in in hip hop. Man, super super dope. Always was was on point, man. And then, of course, here recently with the probably the last couple of years, man, I, I've taken a look at uh, and and this is one of the Jays guys, of course, is is Terry Corbin. Purpose, mm-hmm. he is purpose on Instagram. But Terry Corbin is a dope guy. Uh, Mr. Avery Lucas, who Jay always talks about too, is a dope guy. I had him. Uh, I got a funny story about him too, man. He actually corrected me on one of my videos. So I do videos, style tip videos now too, right? And so I was talking about, uh, I think I was talking about Fit, the episode I did on Fit, right? And I'm talking about, uh, or no, 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 no. I was talking about different uh different button style of suits cuts and stuff like that so i was talking about two button three button Mm -hmm. and i told i said i made the comment jokingly i was like yeah and if you have a four button throw it away (laughs) because you shouldn't have it right Mm because it's looked at as an old thing right i get this comment after i put the video up uh listen here young brother you wrong i actually have a four button blah 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 and i'm like oh man okay and so i say send me a picture and he sends me a picture of it i'm like damn that's dope (laughs) and so uh i go back man and and so for me man i'm i'm still a student of the game right i know a lot but i'm still i'm still learning i'm still a student of the game and so when correction is brought about for me and i'm i'm giving you information i never want to misinform somebody Hmm. so that next week i come back on 
I have to make that correction, right? And the thing that I talk about, right, for that week is personal style. So I'm telling you now, so I've, I've shifted from talking about the different cuts to personal style, right? He, mm. he introduced me to personal style where it was a jacket and he took it and it was rolled. So it wasn't a regular four button, but it was a jacket that was rolled. And then um, who else did one? Chiffinelli, he did a four button roll. It was a uh, four roll to three, I believe. Mm. He did one roll. Dope jacket, man. And so I showed those two as examples and, and telling how different ways you can insert personal style. But yeah, I mean, man. Chiffonelli's double breasted is fantastic. It's oh, yeah, with man. the with he the kills. one button fast yeah, one fastener. Man. Yeah, man. The three the uh six on one, he kills with that, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, Avery Lucas, man, me and him, we've exchanged a couple of a couple of messages as well. And so he's a guy that I've looked at. Uh like I said, I I don't I won't really say uh an say icon. An icon, but those are guys that that I've drawn inspiration with probably Fonsworth Bentley for me being that one constant. I like that you threw Fonsworth Bentley out there because I was always a, st- a fan of his style, you know, and he popped up in a couple of uh, Outcast videos and stuff. Yeah, um, man. And, and I'll say Ooh. he's he's the reason I know the difference between a parasol and an umbrella. <laughs> hey, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And the but, dude, like, I mean, game was just always on point. I was, I was the first guy that I seen rock uh, Madras pants with with a blazer, shirt, and tie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, his like, level of formality was always yeah. at a ten or an eleven, right? And when you think about that, like when you look at him as an inspiration, how formal do you think a man should be on a daily basis? Oh. Uh, I mean, you, you, I guess you, for me, man, I could dress up every day. Every day. I could, man. I, I, I always joke and tell people I think I was born in the wrong era because <laughs> I, could, I could dress every day, right? I could live back in the 20s or the 50s where they went to the grocery store and trousers and a jacket. Zoot man. I could, may I say, I, I could do that. And so, you could do zoot suit? No, not a zoot suit. Because <laughs> he just said zoot suit. Oh, I love yeah. zoot suit, man. No, I, no, tried, no. I, I texted him once and he was like... You told me about a zoot suit. You asked me no. what I'm wearing. I remember that. But I... I yeah. uh, no, I'm going to do a zoot suit. But I, I I think I could dress up in some form, like I said, especially with me adding casual chic to my repertoire. I, I think I could dress up every day, man. Some form of dress every day, man. So yeah. in, in that regard, then, to tie or not to tie? I love a tie. Love it. I love you do. Ties, I do, man. I'm a big tie fan. I, uh, of course, I got on the ascot now, and uh, but yeah, I love ties, man. I, I, I love vintage ties because they're I wider. Need to, I need to send you some ties over. Yeah, send me some stuff, man. I know you don't wear ties. I've never seen you wear a tie. <laughs> Maybe once. <laughs> I usually get somebody else to tie it for me because I don't know how to tie a tie. <laughs> I refuse to learn it. It's just. Man. Man, listen, the I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's nothing like a foreign hand or a Prince Albert knot, man. I, I love, I love a nice tie. I gotta have the dimple, of course. I like that. Full, I'm a full Windsor guy. You're a Windsor guy, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. it. It has to be tied right, though. It better be tied right. I got right. a big neck, man. I got symmetry, a... symmetry better, but you can, 
But see, that's the thing. And see, a lot of guys say that you can pull off a uh, a foreign a foreign hand knot, man. Yeah, but I don't like hand. I don't like tight collar. I don't like a narrow collar. Oh, but it looks so. I got you. So you like to hear a bigger cutaway. So, but the the Prince Albert knot, especially depending on how thick your tie is, it spreads a little bit, right? Yeah. So Prince Albert is just a foreign hand wrapped around twice, mm. essentially. And so that's all it is, man. Yeah, mm. it's true. Fills out a little. I mean, a good like unlined, a good unlined silk tie, will change what you think about the knot because the fabric weight itself changes. Yeah. yeah. And it could look completely just like the way Neapolitans do it, man. It's just so different. Yeah, you know, Jay's gonna hate me to say this. I love a knit tie. Nothing wrong with that. I love the knit tie, with the square bottom. <laughs> I've seen some knit ties. Square bottom, no. I don't like yeah. the square bottom ones. I don't like yeah, the I don't square bottom. That's a trend bottom. that died, and I, I, I'm glad it died. <laughs> a square bottom knit tie all day, baby. No nah, man, I, I like the uh, I like the. Uh, I, I don't like Dana anymore. Uh, uh, Mike, Mike, are you hiring for the podcast? I'm, I'm moving. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I mean, I say anything wrong, he could come and suplex me. I mean, he's a fucking this wrestler. Is a dapper this villain podcast. Dapper Dapper Villains podcast died because they didn't agree on uh, knit sides and square bottoms. Yeah, square bottoms. <laughs> the, it's more the square bottom part. It's the singular podcast now, Dapper Villain. Dapper villain. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bro. So, That's last cool. question for the ten. You know, okay. is there a movie character who you think they just have a, their style game on lock? Like every time you see that character, you're like, yes. Or you go back to that movie and you're like, this motherfucker's got it. Um, uh, first movie that comes to mind was. Uh, it's an old movie, probably Harlem Nights. You mentioned Eddie Murphy earlier, man. Uh, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor in Harlem Nights was mm. just impeccable to me, right? So you get some guys who probably say nah, but they they were they were impeccable to me. Uh, um, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to think. Uh, not a movie, but a TV series, uh, Power. I don't know if you guys watch Power, but Ghost. Uh, Amari oh, yeah, Hart. yeah, yeah. 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 Ghost and Power, always on point. Uh, it's another movie. Yeah, I'm going to go with those two. I'm drawing a blank. If I if I think of something else, I'm going to yell it out in the middle of the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's so – I mean, obviously the – the library is so huge to choose from, right? I mean, there's mm. there's so many things, and you could mm. you could think of Empire, you know, you could think of you know sci-fi, look at look, look at Westworld, or uh, mm -hmm. you know, you know whatever it might be. It could be you know Iron Man with Tony Stark. You know, there's always yeah. there's, there's different things, but you know, every everyone oh. has like a, a unique thing that resonates what? with them. Bond, of course, James Bond. How could I forget Bond? No, no, no. James Bond is not the answer I want from you, man. Everybody says James Bond. Yeah. I bet, I bet. I, but I, I, was just I like the like, fact that you pick what you pick. It's uh, that's better. Yeah, yeah actually, I think actually I every answer of yours out of the ten question has been unique, constantly. Yeah, every answer really? has been unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you said yes, yes about the denim and denim before we even finished the amount yeah, of denim. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, Dana was adding it to 16 million denims 
on denims on denim and and you said yep 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 i mean i'm like how many fucking denim does he want a denim pocket square too on that denim shit? pocket square with your denim jacket your denim underwear fucking denim, denim boxers as well yeah, yeah. no nah, that, that might chafe a little bit man i don't know oh yes get that lightweight <laughs> rash get that, like five ounce denim underwear man say yeah it'd have to be super light <laughs> denim That's jacket funny. with a denim liner yeah, man. So, no, I had to tell you this, right? We were talking about that, uh, the purple linen, right? Yeah. So before me and Frank became partners, right, we had two different companies. And so, but we, of course, we ran in the same circles, hung out together and everything like that. But we got a buddy who's in New York, right? And he, uh, I think Frank got, I got the purple and Frank got the pink from you, right? But he got it for this guy. And I got the purple for that guy. So originally it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It was for this guy. And so the purple and the pink are very similar. You can tell they're pink and purple, but mm-hmm. very similar. And so I was like, man, you don't want this, do you? You got a pink one. Frank made the suit first. So <laughs> he beat me to the punch. And so he's like, man, yeah, I think I'm gonna get something else. So he got something else, but I had already got the fabric. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man how am i gonna look I, I was like i'm gonna try to sell this to somebody else because i didn't think i was like i'm a big guy i'm gonna look in purple right and the first thing that comes to mind is barney right when everybody so <laughs> yeah, barney man that was the first thing that comes to mind how i'm gonna look all purple and so I, I did it of course i did some different things with the pockets on the jacket and stuff like that did a double breast man and it turned out really good man fabric was amazing and it Dude, was you did like a lime green linen too. Like nobody could pull that off yeah. other than you, man. Like you did it, and then people started asking me, like, where can I get that? Man, it's it's for real, man. It's it's you need like, the balls. It's that's that's man, it. And I, I guess growing up, man, I was exposed to color, so I've never been afraid of color. Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah. Man. Is it because Fort Worth is very colorful? Like people wear colorful suits, or no? Nah, church, man. That's church. That's church. Yo, let's that's talk church. about church. Let's <laughs> talk about church. Because because I always see you on Instagram stories doing like he will just like randomly do a story in a car and he'll be humming. He'll be like mm-hmm. <laughs> as a story. And then I'll send him back and like my mom's like, What the, what the fuck are you doing? And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So so you you sing in a church? Yeah, man. So I'm uh I'm on the praise team in my church, man, and um so that's singing. Uh, but it's a praise yeah, man. so praise is, is praise and worship you right? tell so everybody we, each you tell each other y'all look good <laughs> no you look good no no you look good <laughs> no we're not praying we're not praising each other we're praising the lord right so we, oh, i see I it's see. just a group of singers is what is what it is man we we sing songs of course we usually open up service and so yeah i'm a part of that team it's that's uh, just a select few of us, and so I'm I'm a part of that team. Yeah, I really want to experience that. So, so people dress up very uh, a lot of fun, like a lot of seersucker, a lot of hats, a lot of. Uh, what's Man, it, like? it just it depends on where you go, right? So when I was younger, yes, of of course. Now things have changed with we because especially in the U.S., we're such a casual society now. Mm-hmm. So church has gone that way, right? So you. You might come to church and see us wearing t-shirts. I joke about this all the time, but I dress up everywhere but church. 
now, right? I wow. I literally force myself to put on a jacket to go to church, right? Because my church is so laid back and so casual. But we have uh, one Sunday out of the month, right, where we have a, what's called men's takeover service, right, where the men facilitate the whole service. We do everything in the service, right? And so, but we wear black suits, you know, black suits, white shirts, black tie, right? And that's not, no, we're not trying to be men in black or be the uh, matrix or nothing like that, but it's hmm. just to show unity, of course, and solidarity and things like that. But that's the only Sunday, man, I really put on the suit. And of course, uh, Easter is huge, right? Where you wear, you always wear suits on Easter, but man, at my church now, man, we don't dress up as much. When you were but growing up, were they doing that? Or? Yeah, growing up, man, I, we dressed up every Sunday, right? So you're talking about not not exactly zoot suits, but big, big, long jackets. Like, you remember the old, how Steve Harvey used to dress? Like old 67-foot <laughs> jackets. Like you're crying because your mom's, like, putting you on a suit. Like <laughs> No, man, you know what? I enjoyed dressing up, man. When you were young, age. you enjoyed it? I really did, man. I enjoyed dressing up. I'll never forget, man. I wish I had a picture of it. I had this mustard-colored jacket, dude. It was mustard and black, window pane, and I would wear it with all black underneath. And I thought that look was so hard, man. Like it was so, <laughs> it was so dope. I was killing. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to look at. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen, I mean, I'm I, imagining and I want to fucking end this call right now. Dude, it's like, it's like, <laughs> dude, I promise you. I promise Mustard you, though, window was, pane. What the fuck, dude, bro? <laughs> it was so dope. I promise you it was dope, though, man. It was mustard and black. I, mean, I have balls, but like, don't go that far. <laughs> I will wear it with like a black turtleneck and black slacks underneath, black shoes. Man, listen, I thought I was the shit, man. That was the dope. It was a dope look to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> So I need like mustard shoes to match the mustard jacket. No, I didn't. I didn't do the. I didn't do the now later gators, man. We didn't do the. We didn't. But do Mike, the I do have a bucket list to do, which is uh, to dress like a pimp, like a real. Like I want the cane. I can get the girls, but like I want the whole look first. Do you know? That's who, the you, hard know who, you know who Bishop Magic Don Juan is, right? I don't know, but he sounds like a pimp already. <laughs> oh, so, when you get off this call, I want you to Google Magic Don Juan, Bishop Magic Don Juan, man. He hangs out with Snoop Dogg. So I want you to I want you to go Google him and see how he dresses. That's how we gonna dress you if you dress up. You gotta get no, a chalice too. Yeah, gotta have the chalice. Gotta have the chalice filled with. Do you have seat. those things? Because I want to go to a church with you like <laughs> that, and like you just don't have to say anything. Dude, I'm just dude, a foreigner. Dude. I'm not like, I want to be like I'm from Timbuktu and this is how we dress. Just I'm like surprise people. Not, I will not you can come to church with me, but I'm not sitting by you that Sunday. That's <laughs> fine. I'm I'm the guy from Timbuktu and I'll I'll probably, you know, get some new friends. <laughs> like, oh, that my will friend sit Mike with me. invited me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Timbuktu <laughs> doesn't have Indian accent. You Yeah, but you're still Indian. Hijo de puta. <laughs> <laughs> And see, here's the thing about my church, man. They're so, everybody's so friendly and welcoming. They're going to speak to you. They'll welcome you in. They're going to look at you crazy, but they're going to welcome you in. How's the food in the you. church? Do you, do you get the, food after? 
No, nah, we don't get to eat, man. You don't just sit and eat. Is that what you think about black churches? We sit and... and no, I went to a Thai yeah. church. Like, I, yeah. I do the prison thing Half with... Chris. <laughs> no, bro, like, like I do the church uh, project. I, I mean, I do the prison project okay. with, with people from church. Y'all do meals and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I went to the church once. I'm, and, joking, like, I'm, I'm joking with you, by the way, because we, we don't anymore, but... So we would have like even what we call evening service, right? So you have morning worship, and then if it was like church's anniversary or pastor's anniversary, we would have guests in that come, maybe come out of town, and we would eat like in between services, right? So yeah, we we do eat sometimes at church. Because I, I want to do like the whole soul food and like you know experience <laughs> beautiful music. Like I went to the Thailand church, right, and it was like translated cheesy music. And like it was like you know like high school Broadway rock and roll kind of deal like it it wasn't fun at all. I wanted to go see like a you know a heavy vibrato music, you know like the next John Legend singing. Like I wanted to see that. I didn't get to see that. I want to go to a real black church. I want to go. Next time you come, you come to church with me, man, and then we're gonna go to a soul food spot. I'm done. I want I want to see video of Jay and Chitland. <laughs> I don't think Jay eat a, I don't think Jay would eat a chitlin, man. I don't we, we see can, him eat. We can make it happen. We make What's it happen. that? Chitlin is big intestines. <laughs> oh, I ruined it for you. Yeah. They're actually, they're not bad, man. Now preparing them, they smell awful. Yeah. They're, when they're cooking, you know. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I've had a huggies in Scotland, and like it's, I've tried all kinds of things. No, so chitlin is just boiled intestine until it turns to mush. Yeah. Pretty much, but it's yeah. good, man. It doesn't taste bad. Maybe cleaned, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Jay's so face is like, uh. in 2020, <laughs> how do you keep your faith when every everybody's um, changing and um, you know it's so easy to to lose faith, to lose, you know, that um, will to still continue. Definitely. Oh, man, for me, I guess just growing up, uh, always in church, always, right, hearing about, you know what I'm saying, hearing about different things, hearing about, hearing about God, and turn, right, from, from childhood, and you grow up, right, and you have those experiences yourself, right? You have those those encounters you're on your on your own, where there's a situation and you know uh, you're praying and you're believing, right? And, it, and you know in your heart that it was nothing but God that helped you through that situation or or brought you through something uh, that could have been fatal or could have been, you know what I mean? Could have ruined mm. your life. And, mm. and it's it's just those things, right? Those moments in life that help you help you keep your faith throughout uh, and I, I imagine you're talking about the times we're dealing with now with all the riots and stuff like yes, that yes yes uh, yeah man it, it's just different things like i that, mean you right? got you got trump walking uh yes. with the bible to the church yes. like i mean it's it's making a, he's making a mockery out of it right and it's a yeah. it's a very serious he's subject, making a mockery you know, out of democracy as well i mean making a mockery out of but, a lot but of things he didn't well he he won the, your democracy so yeah. it, it's, it's just you know but but the 
he's making a real mockery out of faith, making a real mockery yeah. out of uh, like you know, like bringing yeah. a Bible, you know. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and 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 when you see things like that, man, it, it, it's tough. But I guess for yourself, when when you've been, you've had that instilled in you, you know what I'm saying, all your life, and like I said, you've had the experiences yourself that's what keeps your faith strong right i can't speak for everybody but for me that's what keeps me going that's what keeps me pushing that's uh doesn't help my or it doesn't make my faith waver or shake and of course we're, we're human right you you certain things that happen in life you wonder why right you wonder like why did this happen god why did you allow this to happen right mm. and and there's a story that comes from everything there's there's a reason why and we don't see it up front and we don't see it at first all the time right but mm -hmm. he allowed he allows things to happen and allows for us to go through certain things so we could learn from that and we can get to a certain place in life where we could uh share and have a testimony and share that with somebody else to help them along the way right and a lot of that stuff you hear in church and you hear it growing up, and it starts sounding cliche, right? But like I said, when you have those experiences for yourself, right? Because you can see things that happen to your parents and people that are older than you, but it's not till you experience things yourself that yeah. you, that's what makes your faith stronger, right? And okay, man, I, I grew up learning about you, God, and I, I grew up, hearing about you. I heard mama talking about you. I heard my daddy talking about you. I heard the pastor from church I went to always talking about you. I'm older now and I'm facing some problems. I, I need you. I'm praying to you and hoping that you're going, you know, you're going to come through. And, and when he does, it's like, ah, okay. Now, you know, it makes you, it makes your faith even stronger. But, but when you have situations like we're dealing with now, the riots, like people, police brutality people getting killed it's like man why are you allowing this to happen mm. like is it something we did is it something you know what i mean why are you allowing mm. this to happen and it's not like you're questioning god but you mm. you, you want to know you're curious you know mm. and so uh i for me man I, like i said I, I think he just allows certain things to happen for us to go through certain things to prepare us for for greater prepare us for better and i don't know man and, and I, don't I mean have mike I, I was gonna post a photo of martin luther dr king today and oh. um i i i stopped and i thought to myself i already posted on huddersfield but i i wanted to write something on my personal profile hmm. and i was really thinking to myself like i feel like there's a lot of malcolm x going on but there's no Dr. King yet. And I feel like the faith element of Dr. King, the fact that he had to have boundaries of what he could do as a protester, you know, mm -hmm. um, that was very important reason that that had that such a large impact. I mean, the, the victory, the, the march, you know, everybody got involved because it was a peaceful and, and, you know, something that everybody like, look at the blackout Tuesday post, right? Mm. Um, there were, there were so many large brands that got attacked for posting the blackout Tuesday posts. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it, even simple things like that, uh, there's, there's still people like not getting along. Um, 
like me and Jay were like, yo, dude, like this guy's not posting. Let's fucking get him to post the blackout dudes. <laughs> this guy's not posting. Let's fucking kick their ass and shit, right? But then when we say, when we see the reaction that they would get, mm. we're also kind of like stunned. And like, that's a peaceful way to protest, right? Like just, yeah. you know, just, I was scrolling. Yeah, there's yeah. something that shows unity, right? And and I think with that, I think where the anger comes for some of those bigger companies, larger companies, when you see them post it, it's like, okay, are you just posting this to appease Because us? you have to do yeah. it. Uh, because you know that we spend a lot of our money with you. Mm-hmm. Or are you posting this because you really aren't with us, right? And, and there's a meme going around like, okay, you posted the, the Blackout Tuesday, but what does your executive board look like? What do your employees look like? Who mm-hmm. who do you have working for you? You know what I mean? And so you you go through that and, and you don't want you don't want fake support. You don't want fake love. Nobody wants fake love. If you're gonna support me, support me all the way. And mm. you mentioned um Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Mm. I've seen a lot of their posts and of course a lot of their quotes uh being written and going up on, on captions and stuff like that. Man, mm. for me, of course I look at them two different approaches and everything like that. And in my mind, in my opinion, this is my opinion. Yeah. I don't think one could exist without the other. Mm, mm, mm. I, I think they needed each other. Each other. And in, in my in my opinion. They had two different approaches, but the balance, right? Here you have this guy, he's going he believes peace, you know what I mean? He wants um love, nonviolent, nonviolent. And then you have this other guy is by any means necessary. <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna listen, i my plan is peaceful. I wanna come to you peaceful, but if you don't, you know what I'm saying, if you don't do what we what we want or make moves, then I got this army behind me mm. and it could go down. We it could pop off at any minute. But I for me, man, I think So you believe both of them um I think I think they, they both do. required each other. I, I really do, man. That's my opinion because I think there, I think there has to be. Unfortunately, I think there has to be some force. I think because all the you look at it, all the protests started out as peaceful, right? And that that's been going on. Mm. Uh, Kaepernick Neal, that was peaceful, right? And then you have Minneapolis that started it, right? They started looting. They started bombing stuff, setting stuff on fire. Mm, mm. Because you, the police were murdering them. Of course. And you didn't you didn't pay attention to us when we were just taking the knee, right? Mm. So it took some force, right? And now that we have your attention, right, we had to we had to come to you with Malcolm <laughs> and burn stuff down and to, to grab your attention. Now that we mm. have Malcolm. Here's Martin Luther King with a plan, right? This is what we're mm-hmm. looking for. This is what we got your attention. All right, now here, let's come to the table. Let's actually mm-hmm. talk, put together a plan. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's list out some things that we're looking for that we want, right? And mm-hmm. another part to me to that equation, of course, is is going to be financial. It's it's economic, of course. It's always it always boils down to money, right? Mm. So one of the bigger things, uh, the bigger takeaway, of course, the boycott, uh, the bus system, right? Mm. Uh, of course, we know Rosa Parks, it started because of her, right? Because she was 
she refused to go to the back of the bus. But the thing about that was was money, right? We weren't riding, blacks weren't riding the bus. They were boycotting. So the bus system was losing money, mm. right? No blacks was riding bus. They were, I think for what? They boycotted for a full year. So they're walking miles and miles to work. They sacrificed walking miles and miles to work. People were having to carpool and, and things like that. But it hit people. It hit the, the bus system's pockets, right? And so... Uh, but part of that equation, right, is after the looting, after the plan is set in place, is is what's what's next. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. If I, I mean, if you can hurt any organization financially, whether it's governmental or private, they're gonna listen to you. <laughs> they might not want to listen, but they have. They might not they even to. listen. They might just take action. Exactly. Um, I know you said you grew up in the '90s and like the 2000s. How old are you, Mike? I'm 33. 33, so nine years younger than me. Um, <laughs> so I remember vividly uh, LA riots after uh, Rodney King, mm-hmm. right? I was, you know, coming into uh, like teenage years at that point. And mm-hmm. I remember how, how absolutely brutal it was to see this like really grainy, shitty videotape of five cops beating a black man. And like I was like young, like thirteen year old white kid from like the Northeast, right? So I didn't have perspective on what life was like for a black man from the West Coast. I still don't have, other than what people have told me. But not much change between uh, the '90s and uh, today, right? And despite yeah. the protests, despite the riots, despite the talk of change. You know, the subtext Mm -hmm. of police feeling they had a green light to murder a minority individual was still there. Yeah. 30 years later. And and to me, right, so we've seen seen this before. There's been several uh, men that have been beaten and killed by police, right? Brute force and just, just outright murder, right? And nothing has come about. And so for me, what my hope is, is that something actually comes from this, right? We're out here protesting, we're, uh, you know, making our petition, making everything known, you know, we're voicing, voicing, you know, trying to let our voice be heard. I, I, my prayer is that something actually comes from this, right? That there's an actual noticeable change. Right, that there's level playing field that we're actually viewed equally. I know it's, this is years of you're asking for years of change, mm-hmm. and I know it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a year. It's going to take time, right? Because mm-hmm. what has to happen is you have to change people's mindsets, how they were raised, how they did this, yeah, and not only their mindset but their heart as well, and so. It's, it's gonna take a, it's gonna take time, but what I'm hoping is, cause cause what what I've seen, uh, and this is a, really the first time, man. I've 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 sat down and really talked about this honestly, man, and, and it's mm-hmm. been a bunch of uh, a roller coaster of emotions mm-hmm. of different sure. things, right? Mm-hmm. But what I've seen and what I am seeing that's different from most protests is. It seems like I think we've been fed up, but there's like this one was kind of like 
like the straw that broke the camel's back almost. Mm, 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 like that's mm. that's what it feels like right now. Mm. Like that's what it feels like to me that like everything's going on. Cause you you've seen protests and people peacefully protesting, but in my lifetime, you mentioned the Rodney King and the riots like that. Mm. But in my lifetime of, of being older and actually remembering these different protests that have that have taken place, I don't remember riots that have happened nationwide right mm-hmm. and for the rodney king thing of course it was just an worldwide it's, it's happening worldwide yeah worldwide and of course mm-hmm. well, the, uh, rodney king have, were people protesting all over the u.s not they weren't rioting like they weren't they weren't rioting like you get you get riots in every city almost especially every major city here mm-hmm. in the u.s like it, as like minnesota took the charge Right, all right, here we go. We tired of it. And it was like, all right, like clockwork, everybody else, like, we tired of it too. So it's what started off as peaceful, and it was like, no, this ain't working. Like, and so, what, like I said, I just have this feeling that we're going to see things shift and hopefully shift for the positive, right? Yeah. And, and that's just to me what it feels like. I, like I said, after all the other people that have been murdered and and been killed and we've protested i haven't i haven't felt had this feeling of change coming mm. and to me it feels like like this was the last one we could take. Like, like mike when 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 i was talking about you know i have such a short attention span that when i speak i forget what i was the point i was trying to actually make was that when big brands were posting uh blackout tuesday um, the comments were, you mean you support the looting? You mean you support all these pe- people mm. uh, destroying cities for no reason and stuff like that? So that's what I was talking about, peaceful versus a violent way of protesting, mm. where with peace, everybody can get, al- get along and get on with it. With violence, you're always going to have that. Sure, it makes a better impact. Mm-hmm. Right in 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 the feeling and the satisfaction, like oh man, you, like uh, when 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 it first happened that day when you saw that video of somebody throwing a, a rock at a police car, it mm-hmm. it was satisfying. But if if we really think, what did that particular police do, and was that maybe the right way to handle that? Yeah, and, and it kind of isolates people, right? It, it definitely, it definitely does, man. And and the thing about it is, man, when you have, it's like so many years of built up anger, right? Mm. And, and displaced feelings, and 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 you don't know what to do. Like you just feel, you feel helpless. You, you mm. know, you're angry, you're sad, mm. you're frustrated, mm. and. And you know what starts out as you have the intent of being peaceful, and then standing in front of you are are policemen who, yeah, you don't all of them not bad, but it's some of them bad, and you don't know who which one is bad and which one is good. And you wear the same uniform as the man who just exactly you you wear the same uniform as the guy who just killed who you're protesting against at. Mm And all of them at that moment look mad to you. They all look mad to you, mm-hmm. right? And so, and they weren't even trained to like, yo, these are human uh, civilians. Do not yeah. hurt them. Like they, it, it this time the, the leadership was different. That it kind of gave them like the green light to even hurt civilians. Like, I mean, you see videos of them 
bashing the fucking press. Yeah. That doesn't happen in a in a third world country. What the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? And it's it's just, like I said, man, it's just years of 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 this place and, and anger and just built up aggression and just fed up, man. <laughs> it, it, it it's like it's like fighting a bully, right? You go into school and getting bullied for weeks and weeks and after a while you get fed up and you decide to fight back. You know, that's that's what it feels like, man. You just get mm-hmm. fed up. And like you're kind of like um the bully freaks out and see like, oh wow, this time is actually fucking mad. Yeah, like, you know, serious, like, yeah. You see somebody fucking go crazy, like the yeah. same guy you bullied every day, just yeah. all of a sudden go crazy and yeah. then you don't fuck with that kid. Yeah, um, not at all. <laughs> Not at all, man. But yeah, man. It's, I, like, like I, said, I mean, it's so weird that that's still like uh, the problem to talk about in 2020. You know, like, and and it's so ironic that the same day they're sending some some uh, rockets to the moon or something. I don't know where, where did it, the SpaceX, SpaceX go? Moon, to Mars, the ISS. Yeah, I ain't even paid attention to it, man. So yeah, it's like, I didn't even give a fuck about it. I was I like, was fuck that them. shit. I was watching the riots. A live stream of riots and a live stream of the SpaceX launch simultaneously. And it was yeah. it was a bit weird to think humanity is, you know, pushing forward with exploration outside this planet, and we're regressing inside this planet because we can't get along, yeah. and we don't understand that you know we're we're all human. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, the reason so one of the, I, I know I know where we're going. Uh, longer in time but but there as a man of faith mm-hmm. you know and and the reason we brought up dr king um do you think like the the peaceful way will come back soon and will that be the solution or uh it, it has to be man it has to uh because you like i said you grab attention but uh, uh one of the part of the problem is too is right with that we uh some of some of the stores and businesses in our own community was ruined right and so what you don't want to do is begin to tear down what's what our people have built and worked hard for right Mm. and and really you know i mean but about the loving your enemy part as as a man of faith, yes, right, and and I will say this, and you hear this all the time. I mean, you talk about uh, people say, well, you know, God is love, and and all of this, but if you go back in the Bible in the Old Testament, you never want to see God, the wrath of God, right? God is also the same God that 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 drowned, that sent a great flood, right? He. <laughs> He would kill people, strike people down with lightning and stuff like that, right? And so um, what we forget is Christ, who his son, right, who who, who is forgiving, who petitions to God on our behalf, right? And so we have to, of course, try and strive to be more like Christ. Uh, and, and But it's tough, man. We're we're not God, we're we're not Jesus, but we of course we strive to be like them, but we're not them. We are human, and so those anger, those feelings of anger, hurt, and and 
being fed up, they rise up, man, and, and it's tough. But like you said, will the peaceful way come back? I think that now that we have their attention and in order to sit at sit at the table or, and have these discussions, like it, it has to be a more peaceful approach. I just wish it was not Trump you're negotiating with, you know, like that's, that's the, that's the black hole that I'm getting sucked into. Us too, man. We, I mean, but, I, 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 but I, like who was I Dr. King? A, I bet, I bet the person Dr. King was fighting like uh, who was a uh, president at that time. Um, that, that dude was definitely not easy to talk to. I mean, that's what's happening. Yeah. So it's not about the leader. It's about getting the whole country involved. Of course. And I, and I think one of the things, right, too, is, uh, and we should have been on this, but we're becoming more, especially with this situation and a few past, right, we're becoming more aware and more cognizant of voting, how important voting is, right, not only for the presidency, but local elections, right? Mm -hmm. And government officials and, and things like that. Like those are the ones, those are the elections that are important, right? The city officials and uh, district attorneys and prosecutors and senators. And so those are the, the elections that seem to hold more weight, right? Local, when it comes to local and, and state, uh, state, funding and, and just state legislation and bills mm. and pass and things like that. So Yeah, because you can see like the president's not the most important thing. Like if if the local guys you have are smarter, then yeah, they like, they don't fuck up as bad. Yeah. Well you know, the government in the US is structured in such a way that, you know, states for the most part operate independently from the federal government. Mm -hmm. And so in Texas, you know, in essentially every person I've ever met from Texas within the first 10 minutes of knowing them will go it's ahead and tell me country. that Texas was a country before America it's was a country. country. It's his yeah. own country. Yeah, so yeah. Every, and Texas is awesome. But yeah, like, especially if you meet a Texan up North, they assume you don't even know what Texas is. And they're like, you know, mm -hmm. Texas was a country before the U S was just. Want to oh yeah. That out there. Um, that's, that's, we definitely want to let you know that. Yeah. But no, <laughs> But, you know, Texas obviously is in a unique position because of resource and size and scale, being the second largest state by landmass, you know, um, and being oil rich and, you know, sharing a huge border with uh, our southern neighbor. So, you know, having access to ports, a lot of things that a lot of states do not have. But, yeah, the, uh, you're, you're right in that you can affect your local, your, your local government on levels that it's very difficult to impact the federal government. That's true. All right. Um, we, we ended on a <laughs> somber, somber note. note. On a sad <laughs> note, man. <laughs> no, but there, there, there are a lot of things of. I really want to uh, discuss. Is that silk? Linen. The it looks like linen, eh? No, it's, what a, is it? it's a linen. Yeah, it's a, a linen. linen. Mm -hmm. There you go. Nice. Hey, you just I do. Wash that I do never know. debate the fabric guy, Dana. Learn <laughs> that shit. I don't debate you about wrestling and who is Vince McMahon and Triple Edge. <laughs> Triple Edge. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah, you just combined two wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs>
Triple one is the father-in-law and one is the, right? He doesn't even know. Mike, he doesn't even know what he did. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Combine two wrestlers, man. There's Edge and then there's Triple H. Yeah. Oh, it's my accent. So do you, do you I, I meant to watch, say you still watch wrestling? <laughs> I love wrestling, man. I, I watch it whenever I can. I watch, you know, WWE whenever I can, but I'm a big fan of New Japan. And I love okay. local Thai wrestling as well. Like, I'll go to some pro – I've been to pro wrestling in Thailand, pro wrestling in Malaysia as well. Nice. GJ, I took Favorite. you to, to Gato Moves with me in Thailand, right? Yeah. That was a very Favorite. unique experience. It's, like, it's, it's acting, clearly, but it's – you can hear the sound of no, ouch. it's real, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's all real. What are you talking about? <laughs> so the one, the one I took J to, it's strong style, right? So it's a Japanese strong style of wrestling. Okay. And they do it on a mat, and so like literally, our feet are touching the mat that they're wrestling on in the middle of the field. Oh, so you feel that? Yeah. Wow! Wow! F- favorite wrestling. Like, they'll throw the person into the crowd, and you got to clear the chairs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I gotta go! I gotta go to one of those. Who Who's your favorite wrestler all time? All time, Ric Flair. Ric Flair, Woo! Nature yeah. Boy, Nature Boy. You know, Bret Hart Nature would be a, a close second. Man, I had I had an argument. We were talking top five wrestlers of all time, and uh, one of my uh, relatives put put Bret Hart in the top five. I think I, as I a would. wrestler, technically, he was technically sound. Yeah, but I when I think about WWE, like I I take showmanship, Mike skills, and all of that into play. He my okay, favorite so all time who's your, he was more stoic. Yeah, my favorite time? my favorite all time wrestler is Shawn Michaels. Can't can't argue with sweet chin music. Yeah, yeah, the heartbreak kid. That's my favorite. So top five for me, I was you have to to me the rock is number one right when you think about all categories of yeah. wrestling Combined, wrestling, yeah. uh i say the rock stone cold stone cold steve austin is my guy uh, Shawn michaels rick flair and hulk hogan, hulk hogan. Oh, so i got i definitely got rick flair at number one just because i was a fan for so long you know like yeah I, I, you're really, old we get it we get it you're old i love no, no, i love i love yeah. dude how can you how can you not love rick flair and, yeah. and speaking of satorial right rick yeah. flair with, back in the day when he used to dress man yeah. come on but what about the godfather no remember Listen, that guy rick, rick flair you got rick flair for me uh brent uh brett hart i love brett hart okay. the rock would be my number three macho okay. man number four and for number five <laughs> It's a tough one for me, but and I know a lot of people are gonna hate on this. Uh, Undertaker. No, I, I love Undertaker. So I my talk. Oh no, Mick was, Foley! I gotta throw Mick Foley in there. I can't not. Mick, put Foley. Mick Foley. The guy with the socks. Because <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he successfully like he had three different characters, right? Yeah. All going at one time, right? Yeah. It was yeah. Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and and. Uh, yeah. McFoley. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I gotta have McFoley in there just for, for so many other reasons. But the man, man who was willing to sacrifice for his art. Oh man, he sacrificed his body a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sacrifice his body. But I'm Undertaker is like he's right there. He's probably at number six for me. 
Yeah. So I'm going to give Undertaker Mick Foley a tie at number five, and I'm going to cheat. So you got a five A and five B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I love heels. I love a good heel. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and like yeah. to I'm me, no one played a better heel than Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And, and Shawn Michaels, like Shawn Michaels' mic skills, when I love when him and of course Triple H came together, they had DX. Oh my God. How many times as a kid were you going around telling people to suck it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> When Triple H was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, like hardcore into that character, he'd come out. Oh, dude! When he would, how he would have his nose up and he would do this. Oh man, yeah, man. Hunter Hearst. Ever ever looked at the Rock videos um, today? Like how, like PC this world today would fucking freak the fuck out. Like I mean, he was. Dude, they were freaking. It it was really funny, but. He's Dude, still, I mean, he, his, his old video is still He can snap in the character. Yeah. He can snap in the, into that character in a minute, dude. And it, it's still, man, I, I love, if you smile, yeah, I love the rock. <laughs> I don't care yeah. what your name is. <laughs> yeah. He, he's probably, he's, he, I put him number one, but Shawn Michaels is my favorite. The rock is probably my second. Yeah, Shawn, as it's a probably, heel, like I said, no one played a better heel for me than Shawn Michaels. Yeah, man. Yeah. Stone Shawn Cold Michael. Steve Austin would be a dope guy to suit up, though. I mean, it's Stone Cold is Texas. He's yeah, the right rattlesnake. <laughs> rattlesnake, redneck, beer chugging, like that's Texas. Dude. He lives in I California mean, now, I think. It. Yeah, he might. I'm not sure. He might, but he's from Texas. Yeah, I think Taker lives in Texas. Yeah, Taker's Undertaker's from Undertaker's from Houston. Uh, Stone Cold's from Victoria, and Shawn Michaels from San Antonio. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all from a lot of Texas, Texas. A lot of Texas boys wrestling. Yeah, they're all from yeah, Texas. Nah, man. Actually, one of my favorite wrestlers in Malaysia is a uh, heel. Great like a small Chinese Malaysian guy named Cornelius Lowe. And he comes really? out with his Speedo on with his white dress shirt in a black vest, a black waistcoat. And he, he wears a, a luchador mask. Oh, wow. Such a great character. <laughs> so he, That's he a satorial. Like uh, <laughs> Rey Mysterio, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, it's cool. He's got like a one eye, one round eye patch. I mean, he's such a cool character. Wow. So were you a Sting? Were you a, a WCW fan? Yeah, of course. Did you like Sting? Yeah. I love yeah, I was You know who I'm trying to get on the podcast? Who is that? Sonny Ono. Do it. <laughs> I'm tuned I, so in, man. I've had conversations with him in the past about stuff. And so like I've got to, I've, I've reached out, like I want to try to get him to come on and talk about how suits in particular like sartorial menswear shaped his character as the heel manager like mm-hmm. uh, I've, when i've had phone conversations with him he's talked to me about like you know his character was the original crazy rich asian yeah mm. right and so remember when they would introduce a and brought to the ring by his manager from mm-hmm. his many homes around the world sonny oh no <laughs> you know and um but the the dress, the suit, the way he dressed really shaped his character and allowed him 
to be that kind of arrogant, rich, you know, Asian guy that he was in WCW. And to this day, one of my favorite heel managers. Yeah, man. Because he was before, uh, what was the guy who, who uh, he managed Harlem Heat? Uh, Teddy, what's Teddy's last name? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, man. Yeah, but he managed Harlem Heat, and of course, he was always suited. And then Million Dollar Man became a he went from a wrestler to a manager. Yeah, and he, of course, he would wear suits and stuff like that, too. So, but yeah, what do you think of New Jack? Who was that? New Jack from ECW. Is that the see? I wasn't a big ECW fan. Uh, he's the guy who's got of... all the scar tissue on his head from knifing. Oh, wow. I didn't watch a lot. I didn't watch a lot of ECW. Like I remember, uh, didn't they merge with WCW at one point? At one point, and they didn't pick New Jack up because no one wants to work with him. Because he like he'll just he'll shoot on people in the middle of a fight, <laughs> in the middle of a match. Yeah, man. Yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't really watch that much of ECW, but I WWE, of course, WWF back then. Yeah, but WWF and, and and WCW were my two. Yeah. yeah. Nitro and Monday Night Raw. Yeah. <laughs> You've been to a live, right? You've been to like a Monday Night Raw live? Oh, yeah, man. I went to Monday oh, Night man. Raw. And, uh, man, Lucky I, I, I missed uh, WrestleMania when it was here a few years ago, man. Yeah. I wanted to go, and I missed it. I waited too late trying to get tickets. Man. You got to yeah. get first, right away, man. When, as soon as it's Yeah, open. you really do. Definitely do. I've but never yeah, been I've to been WrestleMania. Or like Royal Rumble or anything, but I've been to actually no, that's not true. I went to the Royal Rumble once as a kid. Um, really? Yeah. But um Man, that was dope. But uh, I've been to Monday Night Raw like five or six times. And like when I lived yeah, in I've Cleveland, been... we had a suite, so like we could we would pop into that from uh, the office and like a bunch of us would go and just get like belligerent. You know, and it's <laughs> Cleveland, so there's like not much to do. Yeah. yeah, I've been to Raw a couple of times and I've been to SmackDown once. I've never been to SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown would be fucking legendary. Yeah, what do you think SmackDown. of the uh, the NXT roster? It's pretty dope, man. I, it's nice. And, of course, I don't keep up with it as much as I used to, but I, I've seen uh, I've seen some of them, and, and they're pretty good, man. I, I, think, I think wrestling went from – you had a point where it, it's returning to more, more guys and more technical now. Yeah, more technical wrestlers now, and uh, to me, it feels like NXT is more about developing women wrestlers. Yeah, they as well because it's, it's big now, man. Women, the women's championship or the women's belt is just as big as as the men's now, man. So and they got what yeah. Zia Lee is her name coming out of NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's a monster. Yeah, athletic. I mean, just athletically, the things that she does are phenomenal. Definitely, 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 man. Yeah. And personality for days. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's what you, I mean. That's a that's one of the biggest things in wrestling, bro. You have to have a personality. Mm. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna like you, or you're not gonna catch on at all. You know, it's so hard, like to cut a promo when you you English isn't your first language, too. Yeah, that's like true. I think that's why Austin <laughs> struggles. Yeah, right, because she she never cuts a good promo, but Zaylee she learned like just enough. Just enough to make it. Be able to talk trash. <laughs> yeah. And that's all you got. You got to be able to talk trash, man. Yeah. You got to be able to cut that promo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, with that For said, sure. Mike, we're going to wrap this up. 
I see Jay about to fall asleep over here. He had a, he had a no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up uh, WWE diva clips. Yeah, I'm sure that's, is that why that Trish lotion bottle came out? I saw it just pop up in the bottom of the screen. Uh, <laughs> All right, Mike, where can people find you on Instagram? On your, what's your website for the uh, clothier? You know, where, where, where can we find you? Yes, sir. So my uh, personal Instagram is Mike T the Gent. Is Mike T underscore the gent uh business page of course is at franklin and anthony uh, spelled mm -hmm. out with the and um website is www.franklinandanthony.com right. yeah man we're on all platforms we're on uh we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on instagram of course so yeah feel free to reach out to us we would love to work with you um and of course, I know we talked about a lot of other stuff, but I, I am knowledgeable. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Very, very no, knowledgeable you, and skilled in, in what I do. So, uh, yeah, man, feel Despite the to. fact that he is on our show, he is knowledgeable. So let, let, let's just make that clear. <laughs> no, yeah, Don't hold this feel, against him. Yeah, man. The next guy is worth, a, where can the they next find guy you? is Y'all will balance it out with a, with a real tailor next time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so if, if they're in Fort Worth, you guys have a, a storefront? Where can they find you? Yes. Yeah, so we, uh, we do have a showroom, of course, it's, uh, by appointment only. Mm -hmm. uh, we're actually, uh, oddly enough, man, we're actually we're moving into a bigger showroom. Man. Nice. We've uh, got a bigger showroom, so we'll be moving here uh, probably within the next couple of weeks, actually, man. So... Uh, like I said, you can reach us uh, on the website. There's a link to uh, to book consultations, or you can reach us on Instagram uh, personally or on the business page, and we'll get that as well. And then uh, schedule consultations. Come check out the showroom. And, yeah, man. By appointment only, so hook it up. If you're in Fort Worth, definitely check them out. And I happen to know they're carrying probably the best fabric masks in uh in the U.S. <laughs> Definitely, man. Definitely <laughs> are, man. Hey, fabric mask, best fabric. We got our fabric guy here. Shout out best to Jay. Yeah, Thank we, you. I don't know who Jay is, but he sounds fantastic. <laughs> you don't know who Jay is? A fantastic sounds like a legend. Sounds he sounds like, like a polyester mafia to me. I don't know. Uh, polyester pimp. He's the polyester <laughs> That's a, Oh, we need a full poly, 100% polyester pimp outfit for Jay. <laughs> Definitely, man. But I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. I Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much, Mike. Have a great All night. Right, Until next yes, time, sir. everyone, stay dapper. Stay, stay dapper. Villainous. Stay villainous. <laughs> <laughs>